Before we get started today, Journey Church wanted to extend our thoughts and prayers to those affected by the devastating tornadoes that impacted the Western Kentucky area. The place we call home needs our help, and one way we can make a difference is through donations. If you would like to let our community know that we are for them, visit www.givejourney.com and choose the Tornado Relief Fund. All donations will be used to assist those that were impacted by the storm. Thank you so much, and now on to the episode. It's like a, it's a hard to explain guy, but it's always there. And I know it's generic to, or to say, you know, Holy Spirit's in your heart, but it really is, and it really does, um, you know, kind of try to keep you on the straight path, and you try to veer off, and it's pulling you back. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Chase McClard. Chase has been grounded in his faith for a majority of his life, and his relationship with God has acted as a guide throughout his journey. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and sitting with me today is Chase McClard. Chase, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are Thanks. you, Quinn? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I know you've got a busy schedule, and uh, we're going to just really jump right into it, Chase. All right, sounds uh, good. We've got a lot to, to get to. I, I know that whenever I started serving at Journey Church, you're actually my team leader, so you served in some capacity with the Journey, and of course, you got a little bit busy in certain parts of your life, but we're going to get to that. I don't want to get ahead of anything or speak for yourself. Um, but talk about kind of how you got into serving with the Journey, or even just going to the Journey Church. Okay, so I moved up to Murray um, because I was a student at Murray State, and um, my and I started dating a girl named Alex Arnett, and her family went to Journey, and so I started going with them because uh, it was just too far to commute back home. And um, as a, the more the more I went and uh, listened to sermons and stuff, I realized like this is a church that's involved in the community, and um, they're actually kind of focused outward instead of inward, which is what Matt would preach on a lot. And mm-hmm. so it, that really made me want to get involved and kind of help make a difference. And um, I started, I went to, I think it was uh, Ben at the time, and helped with starting point for one course of that, and then got into uh, guest services, just door greeting. And uh, and then over time kind of went up, uh, there was a hole that needed to be filled, and I stepped in to lead for a little bit, but that's kind of the gist of how I got involved with that. And that was a process, I know that you were a really good team leader whenever I worked with you, and that was something that you really enjoyed, kind of giving back uh, through the church, right? Yeah, definitely, and just uh, being able to um, see the people coming in every every day, and uh, not only because um, being new to the church, I didn't know a lot of people, so that was a good way to meet people at the church, and then also, um, it was nice because I would could invite people that whether I worked with them or in the community, and then I would see them, you know, come in, and it was just cool to be able to make that connection of, you know, inviting them from the community and seeing them walk in and uh, be introduced to the church. So. Right, and we'll talk a little bit more about how you got into serving and things like that in a little bit. But let's take a couple steps back and let's try to find that point where your faith sort of originated. Can you can you explain to the people that are listening? Uh, maybe how or when you placed your faith in Jesus as your Savior. Yeah. So I was raised in a Baptist church from the time I was born, pretty much. Um, we went to Sharp Baptist Church over Marshall County. And really from a young age, um, my parents kind of 
instilled in me, you know, the, the foundations of faith as far as who God is, who Jesus is, what he did for us. And um, really, um, I think it was, it was around seven years old when I first kind of understood the basics of that. And, um, and I remember laying in bed one night, and I don't know if it's more of an old school thing or not, but I remember laying in bed and thinking, like, if I, did, if I died right now, where would I, you know, end up? And, uh, and I didn't really know, and so I went downstairs. I couldn't sleep, and so I went downstairs and was asking my parents, and I remember sitting on the counter in our kitchen and just working through that. And then um, they called our preacher at the time, and we went to his office late at night and talked to him for a while. And, um, and that was the initial moment when I prayed and asked Jesus into my heart, and um, I, I would say initially understood what was really going on and put my faith in him whether that be you know mustard size faith you know i know it's most people it's kind of hard to understand people that didn't grow up in church it's hard to understand how a kid you know that young can uh, i guess understand that stuff and you know looking back it definitely was a very basic understanding but that was kind of where it originated and then um from that point on it's been more of a battle of what we call like talking about sanctification and becoming more like Jesus, that's been a lot more of my spiritual battles than mm-hmm. as far as the initial conversion, I guess. But so we can talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, that, sure. that was the initial, is that age. And then from then on, you know, I've stayed in church and been active there. And at, at seven years old, it seems like it's a very mature thought uh, to have and and to act on that too. Because, of course, whenever you're seven, or at least whenever I was seven, I wasn't worried about a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So to sit there and think that, okay, um, this is this is something that I have questions about, and whether that that thought or that question was placed into your head by God himself, or if maybe you thought of it, I think it still led you in the right path. Right. And that's the, that's the cool thing about it. And, of course, we always ask, what was life like before that transformation, before you made that decision at seven years old? I'm sure it wasn't bad, but were there any instances where you felt like there was something missing even before uh, you made that decision? Yeah, I think, because that's one, one of the things I'm always, I guess, hesitant to share my testimony or life stories because it's always, you know, people have these awesome stories about how they were this quote-unquote terrible person and God changed them. And, mm-hmm. and definitely, like, no doubt, even as a little kid, like, we live in sin and all that, and uh, it's just... I don't know, sometimes I'm just, I'm not as, it's hard for me to tell the story because I feel like there's, there wasn't this huge change because as a kid, you know, I wasn't like drinking and having sex and all this <laughs> stuff. And so, but no doubt, like there was um, this shift in thought of like, okay, I need to, there's certain things that in my attitude and the way I treat family, you know, respect my parents and all that stuff, there was there, even if it was, you know, minor stuff like that, it was a, a change in the way I, knew that I needed to act and, um, you know, trying to become a different person, basically. And you always hear that it's it's great whenever you're trying to navigate through faith uh, to have wise counsel. So how was it to have your parents right there, you know, able to go downstairs and talk to you that night whenever you had that thought? And, of course, you said you went to your pastor as well. How, how awesome is it to have that sort of support system right there uh, to answer your questions and just to be able to bounce ideas off of? Yeah, that that was huge, and um, can't overstress the importance of having you know godly parents in a kid's life, and especially early on, and um, not only the way they lived and 
raised us, but uh, like you said, being able to answer those qu tough questions mm -hmm. and give us direction and stuff. I know, uh, you know, there's lots of kids out there that have questions and they aren't, aren't able to get those answers and, um, and that leads in maybe a delay in them, you know, reading certain, reaching certain steps of faith or whatever. But yeah, that was huge and um, definitely something that whenever, you know, in the future we have kids and stuff, I'm gonna try to pass on, you know, and yeah. continue what my parents did. And we talked about, you know, at seven years old, it's a young age to, to make that decision, make that leap of faith, if, if you can even say that. And so, of course, from that moment on, I'm sure it hasn't just been rainbows and, and butterflies, right? There still have been some struggles uh, and maybe even some frustrations. So talk about, because you were grounded in faith at such a young age, how that helped you whenever those issues uh, and, and then these hardships that, that came up in your life from then on, how that helped you to be grounded in faith at such a young age. Yeah. So obviously, you know, at the age of seven, you're not, you don't have a ton of crazy temptations that are in the world, but as you get into middle school, high school, especially college and stuff, all the temptations that we all face as far as lust and, you know, partying and mm -hmm. um, just all that stuff uh, still comes into your world, whether you're a Christian or not. And so being a Christian definitely, I think, helped me, um, I guess, resist lots of those temptations early on, um, but no doubt still had my struggles with uh, certain sins. And um, I think getting entrapped in certain sins, if I had not been a Christian, uh, there's no telling where I'd be right now. And uh, when you are a Christian, you have you know the Holy Spirit in you, you're always, whether whatever sin you're committing, you always have that conviction, you know, in the back of your mind that, you know, this isn't right what I'm doing, whether you still do it or not, because um, obviously Christians still sin, but there's still always, you know, God pulling on your heart saying, you know, not, this isn't right, don't do this. And, and so I think I, you know, w with being a Christian and going through that, I was able to um, fight off those temptations earlier with, with the help of God and, and get overcome a lot of those sins that I would probably still be in if I you know hadn't been so um, definitely didn't make me immune getting saved earlier or following Jesus early didn't make me immune to uh, all those sins and stuff but it definitely helped me um, resist them and, and fight them sure. a lot more and whenever you found that solution which was of course giving your life to Christ and after you had those conversations with the, the wise counsel in your life um, do you feel like that kind of helped you act as a guide for your life? Because like you said, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that those temptations don't come up. Mm -hmm. So it seems like with, with all of the things that have happened to you in your life so far, that has acted as a guide to kind of help you along the way. Yes, definitely. And, um, and it is, it's like a, it's a hard to explain guy, but it's always there. And I know it's generic to, or to say, you know, Holy Spirit's in your heart, but it really is. And it really does, uh, you know, kind of try to keep you on the straight path and you try to veer off and it's pulling you back. Mm -hmm. And um, no doubt felt that through my whole life, definitely. And so what has that transformation been like? What is life like now? Because as, as you're growing up and, and you have that faith, of course, that helped you. But uh, now, of course, you're at a, at a point in your life where you have a job and you're married and things like that. So how has that transformation helped you uh, to become the person that you are today? Um, definitely, I feel more mature as a Christian. Uh, 
especially battling through certain sins and uh, temptations and um, being able to thankfully overcome a lot of those with the help of God, obviously. And uh, I feel uh, more mature and I feel more able to help it and help others, especially younger guys and stuff that fight the temptations that all guys do. And I feel more at a position to be able to help people through that same stuff that I went through. And is that sort of why you got into serving for a church? Because you mentioned that whenever you got to the journey, of course you said that, you know, it's a great way to meet people. But in the same time, whenever you're meeting those people, you have the ability to kind of change their lives and, 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 and coach them along the way if if it's one of those situations. But you served as a, a leader for the guest services team. Was there any other thing that you did? You, you mentioned that you kind of stepped in for a couple of positions with the church uh, whenever you whenever you were helping. Yeah, I helped. I helped with one course of the starting point class, and or mm-hmm. I more just kind of sat in on it to see to learn about it and learn what happened there. And for those that aren't familiar with starting point, can you describe a little bit about how that how that helps people? Yeah, uh, so that's a it's a class they do um, during the morning service where pretty much anybody that's wanting to explore faith, learn more about it, um, it can come and just pretty much sit and be open about um, you know their doubts or fears or questions and. Um, and there's usually a couple of people that are uh, well-educated and knowledgeable about, you know, biblical stuff. And um, and they can kind of help lead and guide them those questions and kind of, they're basically just there searching for answers. And that's a spot for, a safe spot for that to happen without any judgment or anything like that. Which is a, a great service that the journey provides. And I'm just thinking as a person that, of course, you're helping uh, in, in that situation. Is it difficult to sit and, and not necessarily help others, but answer those questions that they have. Because uh, I know that at one point Matt said in a message, it's okay to wonder and still believe. And I would personally say that I still sometimes have questions. So I think that I'd be able to answer those questions, but it does take a special person to sit across from someone that isn't really sure about faith and guide them in the right direction. Yeah, it's definitely tough, and especially, you know, a lot of the questions people ask, especially atheist type, that, you know, the questions they ask are usually good questions and things that have gone through my mind a lot, too, and um, it's definitely, it's tough to come up with a perfect answer, and obviously, if we could just explain everything away, then everybody would turn into Christians immediately, <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely, it's a, it's a tough spot, and but that's what you need a spot where people can ask those questions and think through it. Cause sometimes, and even myself, like I'll have doubts and ask questions about, you know, why does God do this? Why does he allow this? But I still keep my faith through all of it because I don't know, that's just still there, but, uh, but it's okay to ask those questions. And, and it's good for those people to learn that it's okay to do that and not, you're going to get kicked out of the church yeah. if you ask, you know, why God did whatever. Uh, I do think it's, it's a little of a unique service that the journey provides because like you said, if someone has questions uh, at, at any other church, I feel like they'd be like, well, if, if you have questions then you don't really need to be here. Yeah, but the journey says, oh, you have questions, come on, we can help you with those questions. And I think that that's a really cool service and especially something that you helped with. And um, did you lead any small groups or what were some of the other positions that you held whenever you were helping with the journey? Um, let's see, no, I haven't led any small groups there. Um, we did. Help with me and my wife helped with the kids for a little bit for a short period helping watch all of the volunteers kids and that was more just playing and having fun but that and guest services and starting point were the ones that I've been involved with so far mm-hmm. and I know uh, personally you you had a lot of things on your plate at once 
uh, I know you were going through, was it graduate school? Yeah. And uh, that kind of caused you to step away from volunteering as much as you would like to. Right. Was that something that was that was tough to step away from? Because uh, I'm assuming that you probably got used to kind of that schedule of just helping out and, and being there whenever you could. Yes, it, it was tough. I, For people that don't know, I was in PA school um, over at Bethel and obviously my schedule was just very crazy and I was involved in guest services leading and there was a point where I just couldn't give the time and energy I needed to while also doing school and it was not only tough because I had you know to let people down and let the church down but also I'm a very uh, prone to guilt person as well and I, I'm kind of hard on myself and so that's even you know that's been a couple of years now and it still kind of weighs on me a lot and but definitely now that I'm out of school and got a job now got a consistent schedule but that's the goal right now is to try to find a spot where I can serve right now which is awesome yeah and uh, just talking a little bit more about your personal faith journey because of course you're we've I've already touched on it I hope that you're not upset at me for hyping you up I feel like you're a really great person to serve uh, in any capacity for for journey church um, but going back to your story we already talked about how your parents were always there for you you probably had some uh, wise counsel at, at a church that you grew up in but who were some key people that you feel like helped you along the way whenever you were trying to find your faith? Um, no doubt the first one that comes to mind is my old youth pastor. His name's Jason Medley. Um, he came to our church and when I was in seventh grade, and there was five people in our youth group. And then by the time we were in high school, there was about 70. But he, he came and just absolutely changed my life and many others. And um, we became very very good friends and very close and he just he really just poured into me everything he knew and we would have you know bible studies and um and you know just one-on-one stuff where he would really just try to teach me everything he knew and and then not only that but he taught me how to you know serve as well our church was very involved in missions we went to indian reservations in montana multiple times went to puerto rico and serving homeless people and he was you know kind of the leader and all that and um, and all that was just huge and shaping my, you know, outlook on the world and life and, um, and how to, you know, meet needs of people that, uh, mm-hmm. really hurting. And so, but yes, he was definitely a very big one. And then is, is, are there any people that are still helping you today, uh, along your faith journey? Because I think a lot of people, sometimes whenever we ask these questions, it's almost as if like, oh. Well, you, you had your faith journey in the past, but it's it's always a working process. Yeah. So who would you say is kind of helping you along the way in the present day? I definitely, so there, there was a period before PA school where I was going to, I was working at the nursing home and had a good schedule and me and Matt would actually meet every, um, I think it was Saturday mornings, but, um, and kind of similar things, we'd discuss stuff and just talk about life and different things. And he was kind of same thing pouring into me. Um, and one thing, I think it was, I can't remember who told me, but someone said, you know, part of a good rule of thumb is to always have someone pouring into you what they know, and then you'd always be pouring into someone else that maybe is a little less experienced. And um, and definitely I, I can see the, the times in my life where that's, you know, I've had that, have I've felt much closer to God and much more focused spiritually. Um, I would say definitely since PA school and all that, I haven't had, you know, I haven't put in the effort and, and found that person or, or put in the energy of having someone, you know, ab- I guess above me spiritually, someone smart that's kind of pouring into me. So mm-hmm. 
as far as right now, uh, I don't really know anybody, but that's definitely something that needs to It's always you know, a work happen. in progress. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not anything to feel guilty about. And I think that <clears throat> just you talking about it is going to help a lot of people because there might be some other people that are listening that are like, oh, I'm kind of in that same mm-hmm. state where I, I still have my faith. I know I love God and I know I need to maybe do some things that I haven't been doing. Right. And it's one of those things where I think that's a good thing to have that on your conscience. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And on that note, if someone is maybe listening to this episode and is considering maybe taking action that you took, maybe stepping into a volunteer role or or maybe even just saying out loud, I'm going to do this because I know that I need to. Maybe I got away from something and now I need to get back into it. What would you say to them uh, that would maybe help them uh, in their own faith journey? Um, I would say definitely, and I know a lot of times Matt says, you know, we kind of, we try to stay away from just have more faith, just have more faith, because when people have questions about stuff. But there is a certain extent where a leap of faith is needed and um, where you're just scared and you feel like you can't do it and you don't want to do it really, but then you do it anyway, and then God kind of takes over and makes things happen. Even, you know, like this interview kind of thing, I obviously, like, kind of intimidated and didn't really want to do it but I knew I needed to and then I did it anyways and then now you know and so there's a certain point where you just have to go for it and take that leap and then see what God does and he always you know falls through on it and so um, just kind of try test him out and see you know Mm -hmm. because he'll always be there and and turn good or bad into good Um, so that's awesome. And I know I'm an intimidating person, Chase. So <laughs> I appreciate you overcoming that fear of stepping into a room with me. I know that's something that can bother a lot of people. But thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I think your story is going to help a lot of people. Uh, and, and again, thank you for everything you've done for Journey Church. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.